podcast about Disney animated film. I'm your host, Brooke. I'm your other host, Chase. You want to redo that intro? No, I'm I'm Brooke again. Oh, okay. That was really <laughs> brief. I was all excited and prepared this week. <laughs> yeah, no, that's it's fine. Like, um, it just it was just kind of like I I like it, but it doesn't feel like me. I'm still like. Just because I don't like other Brooks doesn't yeah. mean that I'm not Brooke, too. That's fair. That's very fair. I think whenever you do, like, a name change, it takes a bit to settle in, unless it, like, happened. Because I had names that mm-hmm. I went by for a long time, mm-hmm. like, different names at different times. And, like, Chase happened organically, mm-hmm. and I think that makes it easier. Yeah. But, I, I mean, like, there was just a there was just a point where it was, like, somebody called me Mimi, and it was just like, oh, no, this isn't right. Ah. What about Amelia? Nobody really tried Amelia, but... I mean, Mimi's just convenient, and I nickname everything. Yes. So, <laughs> except I never nicknamed Brooke, and we talked about that at one time. I think we did, because, like, my parents went out of their way to give us names that, like, were hard to nickname, and, like, the only person who um, ever called me Brookie that didn't call me Brookie from a young age turned out to be, like, one of the worst influences of my life. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Brookie. That's weird. Mm-mm. That's that's really not... No, I don't like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> no, unless, like, your close family called me Brookie growing up, mm. then, like... And even then, sometimes. Yeah. Tiffany's really easy to rip on. Oh, uh, yeah. The worst was Tiffinator. Um, never got into that one. I don't know why. Like, I feel <laughs> like that would be me. Like, I would be okay with that name, but I'm not, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But Tiffy, Tiff, Taffy. Chase Chase has become Chasen-y. That's the only nickname I've got out of Chase. That's because, cute. <laughs> yeah. That's one specific friend who doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can call her out a little bit. <laughs> She's like, well, you're Chase and Tiffany, so you're Chasen-y. Like, thanks, bud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess you couldn't do it the other way, like, Tiff face. But anyway, so Brooke and Chase are here again. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Um, what are we watching today, Brooke? Today we're watching The Fox and the Hound. I'm so excited. When was the last time you watched it? Oh my gosh, it's been so long, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe college. Okay. But this is one of those ones that, like, you put it in the VHS player, you hit rewind as soon as it's over, and you watch it again. Mm-hmm. That was me with this movie before I can even remember. Okay. And I have vague recollections of it. I think we talked about this in the yeah, last episode. Yeah, a little bit. But as I was leaving, my mom asked what we were watching, and I said, we're watching The Fox and the Hound, and I think I watched it, and she's like, oh, yeah, you're going to remember it. That's exactly what happens, like, when I watched it in college. Mm-hmm. I was like, every, like, five seconds, I'd remember the next five seconds, and it was mm-hmm. just a really weird experience, yeah. and I hope you have it, too, because it's, that's a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if any of our listeners have had that experience with any of their films yet, mm-hmm. but, like, if you have, early plug, like, email us or go to our Facebook page and share them, because... That's like a really cool thing. Yeah, well, and I had that when I wa- when I rewatched Rescuers last year before we even started the show, and so I'm in- I'm interested to see if it's as strong this time because it is basically the same ca- category where I've got like vague things I remember moods, but I'm like this wasn't I don't think I don't think this is one of my movies, but I guess it was. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. This is gonna be a lot. Fun. So, yeah, this was a really short intro, but we're just going to dive into the movie today. Like, we don't have a short because my Fox and the Hound DVD is Fox and the Hound, Fox and the Hound 2, and Oliver and Company. So Disney was kind of like, we gave you enough already. Why do you want a short as well with these three films <laughs> in one set? Yep. So we're just going to do Fox and the Hound. Yeah. Let's do it. it.
a lovely film. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first one that's made me cry of all of the ones we've watched. I was trying to remember if I've cried in any of the other ones. I don't think so. I feel like I must have teared up in something, but I can't remember. Yeah. Well, the last time I remember you crying in a movie was when we saw Mary Poppins Returns. Sure. I don't remember why I cried, but I bet I did. You cried the whole time. I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. I just cried through that movie. But in terms of, like, things we watched for podcasting, mm-hmm. I feel like I remember tearing up on your couch at one point, but I don't know what movie or... Dumbo. I bet it was Dumbo. Yeah. Baby mine. Yeah. But I know I didn't really cry. I just, like, teared up for that Yeah. One. But no, I full-on cried this time around. <laughs> I teared up a little bit, too. I think when we got out. Anyway, so we just finished Fox and the Hound, mm-hmm. which is a lovely film. Very different from the source material. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you read a summary of the novel? I just saw in IMDb that um, it's only very loosely based on it and that they weren't friends. Yeah, no, they were not friends. The whole, it's very Moby Dick. Gotcha. Uh, the most of the film is like copper hunting, or the book is copper hunting Todd and like Todd escaping and like using his wits to get out of it. And literally uh, copper and the hunter murder two full families of Todd's. Uh, <laughs> so that's fun. <laughs> Yeah, and Copper is the old one, and Chief is the young one. Okay. Interestingly, and then Chief dies instead of Mm -hmm. getting his leg broken. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting deviations. I, like, read this summary, and I'm like, why did Disney pick this up? Like, this is... Yeah. What? Yeah. (laughs) But they did a good job with it. Like, it's a great film. I think this is the last one with any of the nine old men. We had Frank and Ollie. Yeah, um, and Wooly producing. Mm -hmm. Um... But yeah, I think this is the end because our next like real Disney Studios animated one will be Black Cauldron, mm-hmm. which is notoriously not great. Everyone has their own opinion on it. I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we'll be doing that uh, in a couple weeks. We've got some other like slightly animated stuff going on mm-hmm. between now and then. Yeah. It should be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Some uncredited people on this one. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, and, gosh, we read, like, a list of names. What were some of the other? Bluth is supposed to be on this one. Yeah. Glenn Keane. Glenn Keane's credited. He is credited, yeah. Yeah. There's a third name that I read off the list. Mm -hmm. And then, as far as voices go, adult Todd and Copper are voiced by Mickey Rooney and Kurt Russell, respectively. Yeah. Which are some interesting choices. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and I think it worked for the film. Mm -hmm. They both did a very good job in their jobs. Mm -hmm. I didn't like young Todd's voice, though. It was kind of obnoxious. Mm. I forgot to write it down, but I know that one is Corey Feldman, and then the other one was Jackie Coogan's son. can't remember his name. I don't know who either of those people are. I only know vaguely. Like, Jackie Coogan was a child star, mm. and Uncle Fester on, on the Addams Family, and so mm. it was his kid, and then I know that there was some, like, there was a moment where there were two kid actors named Corey, and something horrible happened to at least one of them. Oh, wow. Interesting. I'll, I'll look into it eventually. Like, sure. most of the stories that I know for sure off the top of my head from Hollywood come from You Must Remember This, so... And she hasn't done that yet, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm learning other things on my own. Sure. I'm reading a lot of biographies. Biographies are such a great way to make friends. <laughs> oh. Like, as in fake friends? Like, you're friends with that person? Yes. Got it. Like, how now I'm fake friends with Teddy Roosevelt, and uh-huh. I hate him and I love him. Uh-huh. I see. It's like listening to podcasts. Oh, these are my friends. <laughs> Audiobooks of biographies, which is like double. (laughs) Then we had some returning voice actors that Mm -hmm. were lovely and familiar to us Piglet and Tigger. Mm -hmm. And Old Rufus. That was the Boomer, the Badger, the Porcupine, 
and then we had the voice of Chief was the Sheriff of Nottingham and yes. uh, Napoleon. Yes. Which was perfect. <laughs> yep. Yeah, way to be typecast as a wolf dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then in, when, in his, all his live action stuff, he was a cow, he was a cowboy. So it was like he's getting typecast no matter where he is. Yeah, <laughs> it's just different. <laughs> the film starts with um, very nature shots, opening mm-hmm. credits, low music, extremely realistic. I was reminded of Bambi yeah, we, right off the bat. We both put Bambi in our notes <laughs> for the opening credits, although like. Related to Bambi, I was like, hold on, like, everyone cites Bambi's mom as a really depressing death. I feel like this is worse. Like, it's just this little infant fox, and then a gunshot, and then his mom is gone, and like, oh my god, what a way to start a movie. Yeah. It's at the beginning of the yeah. movie. That's how it starts, you guys. Oh, that was wild, wild. Mm. What an introduction. Mm-hmm. Um, little infant orphan fox is found by our bird friend, our bird Big Mama, who's voiced by Pearl Bailey, and she sings most of the songs for us in this film. So we met Big Mama, who's this owl, Boomer, who is a woodpecker, mm-hmm. and I what's the little guy's name? Dinky. Dinky. <laughs> Dinky the sparrow. Dinky the sparrow with a Jersey accent. Jersey. I don't. It's very mobstery. Yeah, we definitely get the impression that he is or was a gangster and may now be in protective custody. Yeah, he and uh, Timothy Q. Mouse are probably running in the same crowd. <laughs> I was expecting to have so many of the moments, all like, oh, I remember this. Oh, I remember. Most of them were related to like the very minor subplot of Boomer and <laughs> Dinky trying to catch that caterpillar. <laughs> yeah, that that's a really interesting subplot. Because, like, on one hand, it makes, like, a narrative sense. Like, it's another hunting story. Mm-hmm. But, but it's it, comic relief. It's comic relief. But it is kind of weird because, like, you want the caterpillar to succeed. But you also like Dinky and Boomer. But it, it's very, like, mm-hmm. Donald Duck and the Chippendale kind yeah. of thing. Or Tom and Jerry. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Um, my favorite bit of that is when he gets electrocuted. Yeah. And he's just, like, now a light up. He's a glowworm. Glowworm. <laughs> <laughs> Also, my uh, second note, actually, um, actually, so my second note is the f- out-of-focus web that comes into view mm-hmm. on those opening credits. It's friggin' gorgeous. Yeah. It's phenomenal. And I remembered that, too, and I was like, oh, I must have conflated that with Fantasia in my mind. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's how beautiful it was. Yeah. But my second note, or my third note, is um, this movie is why I love foxes. Mm-hmm. It's not actually Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. It's this one. Like, Todd is the cutest little thing, and I want a fox mm-hmm. so badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there are some domesticated foxes out there. There mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't domesticate foxes. I think generally, like, they're, well, no. like... Well, but I mean, like, places in Russia that have been doing it for yeah. gener- right. generations. Right, I mean, I shouldn't go out and get myself a fox, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't even have foxes here. We have coyotes. I'll go get a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't do that either. Mm-mm. But yeah, Fo- Todd's just cute. He's always animated with the little tooth, snaggle tooth. Mm-hmm. So cute. So the birds, like, create a ruse so that the widow forgot what her last name was. I don't remember either. Our sweet old lady. Yeah, she's a sweet old lady. Mm-hmm. Finds him and she takes him in. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to be so lonesome anymore. And, I just, oh. and he was scared at first, but she was like, nope, I'm going to wrap you up in my apron. You're mine mm-hmm. now. Which is 
kind of what happened with me and sushi. <laughs> Not exactly, but a little bit. She definitely uh, attacked me mm. um, the first couple of times I tried to interact with her. Mm-hmm. And then she did it again last night while I was petting her tummy. <laughs> She's a cat. She is a cat. She's a great cat. Don't uh-huh. don't listen to her haters. My entire family. <laughs> Just kidding. My mom likes her. So this uh, old lonely widow mm-hmm. adopts Todd mm-hmm. and gives him a home. Bottle feeds him, mm-hmm. and then he helps out with her chores. <laughs> <laughs> he makes a big old mess. Yeah. And at the same time... The hunter next door brings home a little basset hound puppy. So cute. <sighs> so cute. And introduces him to Chief and says, mm-hmm. you know, this is our, gonna be our new hunting dog. He's a runt right now. I think we'll raise him up good. And he's just, Copper's just like, hi, hi, big dog. We're friends now. Hi. And Chief is a classic reluctant dad. Yeah. I was trying to think, like, do I prefer reluctant dad, Chief, or, like, instant dad, Baloo? Because both are very good tropes. They are. I don't know which one I like better. I just Mm -hmm. just like them both. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I am personally an instant parent, so. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. And you are you are probably more of a reluctant parent. Yes, I am definitely much more of a reluctant parent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely the like I hold you at arm's length, but I do love you. I just can't express that love, mm-hmm. which is a character flaw I'm working on, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully will resolve before I ever actually have children. I was going to say that you should resolve it before I have children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will probably happen first. So. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, so Copper's this adorable little pup, and he's very much like Blue, so I loved him immediately. Mm-hmm. He's just like sniffing around, wants to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm on the trail of something. I gotta go get it. Mm-hmm. Like, don't care that I'm not supposed to leave. Yeah. Uh. And so they end up meeting in the woods, because mm-hmm. Todd's kind of running around, and Copper's like, what's that smell? I gotta go find it. Mm-hmm. And they play, and then they're like, we're going to be best friends forever. In that way that little kids do. Like, that's just yeah. the, you know, the way that little kids just instantly become friends. Like, hi, what's your name? Oh, I'm this. And then you just start playing, and you're friends. When I was a little kid, like, my mom says that I would just go up to anybody and, you know, say hi and give them my full name and my age, like, down to a half or a quarter. Or, mm-hmm. I have a brother, you know, and then start listening off the names of my brothers. I probably would have told people my social security number if I knew it. <laughs> I was just like, here are all the things you need to know about me, and we're friends now. Aww. Which I, I kind of do things like that now. Not exactly, but I do overshare. <laughs> you chatty. I am. Um, got that got that Leo Mercury. I'm a Gemini Mercury, so I'm chatty too. I just don't always tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so I like being social, mm-hmm. but I like pretending to be someone else when I meet people I'm never going to see again. Oh, yeah. That's a lot of fun for me. I mm-hmm. just enjoy playing around. The worst trouble has ever gotten me into was I was in a shop. It was a very, very nice shop, and I was dressed very nice for a party, like I live, like, I was wearing a long red wig. Mm-hmm. I had on a cocktail dress and heels, and so I was like, "I'm just gonna like pretend to be a really wealthy heiress and enjoy this shop if I like, as if I could spend money." And like, I straight up was like, "Oh, I'd like to look at your real pearls," and like, accidentally spent three hundred dollars <laughs> because I was just too in character. <laughs> Uh, I still wear them, so it was worth it, I guess. It was a very, very good character. I bought a book on poisons, 
and pearl earrings and a pearl clip and Jane Austen's novels in her own hand. Nice. Yeah, it was a day. Oh, and then I bought some like journals that look like spell books. That's awesome. <laughs> See, I just need people to love me instantly. Mm. <laughs> And pay attention to me. <laughs> See, I need them to pay attention to me, but they don't have to know who they like who I am. But anyway, <laughs> we're very good at making friends in different ways. Yes, we are. <laughs> and I think the best friend song here that Pearl Bailey sings mm-hmm. is the only song in the film I like. Yeah. I'm not into the other ones. Because it's the it's the only one that's like a real song. Like everything yeah. else is just kinda like almost an interlude. A lot of them are spoken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much like the Old school, like, we're talking, like, Dumbo mm-hmm. and Pinocchio songs yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Best of Friends was also on one of my sing-along VHS mm. tapes as a kid. It is a really good kid. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, Best of Friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they do a very good job with the Best of Friends music score. Mm-hmm. There's, like, that little melody that yeah. crops up yeah. throughout the film, mm-hmm. which was very cute. Very well done. Eventually, you know, they're called back and it's like, okay, I'll come back tomorrow and play some more. So Todd goes to Copper's house and things get out of hand, which leads to Amos Slade, the hunter um, who owns Copper, to be like, okay, time to hunt a fox. Yeah. Um, which actually, so on that note, there's like, like, oh, the chief is going to teach Copper how to be a good hunting dog, yeah. which like he does. But that best friend scene, mm-hmm. the things that they're doing in the animation are like, hunting strategies and evasion strategies, which I thought was really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. they're playing hide-and-seek. They're literally, like, teaching each other how to hunt and how to escape. Like, it was a really cool little animation yeah. choice that I was very impressed well, by. Well, and then they also did some play fighting and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, specifically, the, like, Todd jumping tree to tree to yeah. ground. I was like, oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, a thing that comes up frequently in the film. So yeah, anyway, I thought that was cool. But then it goes bad. <laughs> yeah, it goes bad. Todd sees his widow friend driving away. She's taking some milk into town, I guess. And he kind of hops in the back and Slade is trying to follow. She slams on her brakes. Okay, I want to say too, I bet Todd has a very high dex-based armor class. <laughs> because he's literally inside the mailbox. The shotgun rips through the mailbox. Mm-hmm. There are holes on both sides. Todd gets out unscathed. Every single one of those milk gallons got hit with scattershot. Todd, totally fine. So, I don't know. Evasion, something's going on there. Yeah, yeah. It's like proficiency. <laughs> yeah, something. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So she's not happy with Amos once he's yeah, got all her milk out. She, I love it. She's, that was poorly phrased. I want to try again. <laughs> she's not happy with Amos after um, he ends up shooting in her milk can. Hmm. <laughs> There's just no great way to say this. He takes a shot at her car. And the cargo. Cargo. And she takes the gun and she points it at him. Yeah, she does. She, she, first she shoots his car. Yeah. And then she points it at him. <laughs> it says, you know, like, leave him alone. Mm-hmm. He was not trying to get your chickens. I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. Very protective mom. Mm-hmm. And I just, I loved that, like, and I think I said this while we were watching it, like, when sometimes you're being tailgated and it's like, sometimes you just want to slam on your brakes because yeah. if they rear-end you, it's their fault. Yeah. Even if you slam on your brakes... Yeah. Plus, like, I don't know. My car is has a pretty much solid steel body, so <laughs> there wouldn't there wouldn't be any trouble. I don't think. Well, it might not be good for you because then you take the impact if the car does not. That's, That's why true. cars crumple today for safety reasons. Because mm-hmm. then the 
the car itself receives the force, whereas mm-hmm. if it doesn't move, it just transfers to mm-hmm. you. So, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, when that when that petty petty day comes, well, I guess we'll just find out. <laughs> so she has to keep Todd inside because. She's worried that mm-hmm. Amos will get him. But that doesn't stop him from sneaking out to try to say bye to Copper before mm-hmm. Copper goes on his big hunting trip. Mm-hmm. That's when we get our second song. Yeah. Education Elimination. Yeah. It's like, hey, when he says he's a hunting dog, this is what he means. Yeah. It's very much like they're like, ah, oh, we gotta talk about how Copper literally is there to kill Todd, but we don't want it to be too depressing because mm-hmm. that's kind of unfortunate so we're gonna sing a song about it yep Mm. the ratatouille reveal for that was a little bit better (laughs) i don't even remember that gosh i haven't seen that movie in so long like i have a vague Mm -hmm. understanding but i have not seen that movie in years okay sorry no it's okay and that's the problem with the like the pixar films like the later films i don't have them memorized because Mm -hmm. like i saw them a few times and i love them Mm -hmm. like i don't know if there's any of them that i've watched Mm -hmm. repeatedly um, like maybe Wally, I could like have yeah. memorized. But anyway, well, <laughs> yeah, that's because that's because uh, y- your youngest sibling is only like what four years younger than you. Yeah, yeah. My youngest sibling is ten and a half years younger than me, so that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, unfortunate song and unfortunate mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, they did their best. It's a bummer, but it's just kind of like a yeah, it's a bummer scene. And then it's winter time, and we watch them both growing up. Yeah, which is cute. Mm-hmm. Well, Copper learned to hunt. There was a scene that was kind of like Bambi. Like, they ended up out on the ice. Yeah, he was, like, slipping on the mm-hmm. ice. I thought of Bambi and Donald mm-hmm. Duck. <laughs> it was cute. Mm-hmm. And I like, like, the way they show, like, Copper is a better hunting dog than Chief. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and Chief resents that. Yeah, Chief's not happy. Which is funny, because in the book, it is the opposite. It is Chief, who is the better, mm-hmm. younger hunting dog, and Copper is, like, bitter and resentful. Mm-hmm. But, anyway, we don't really see Todd in the winter. No, um, the wintertime scene back at the farm is Boomer and Dinky trying to get the caterpillar, yeah. and the caterpillar goes inside. <laughs> yeah, and then they decide to go south for the winter. Mm-hmm. And they come back, mm-hmm. and Todd's all grown up. He's all grown up, and he sounds like Mickey Rooney. <laughs> sounds just like Mickey Rooney. Mm-hmm. He's also got a fancy collar. Mm-hmm. He does. I I learned recently that sometimes, like, to this day, if you ask somebody working cam- camera to, like, can you push in just really slow? And they'll say, oh, you want the Mickey Rooney? Because mm. it's a little creep. Mm. <laughs> nice. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's all grown up, and he's got his collar, and then... Copper comes home. Copper comes home, and he's all grown up. He's sitting in the front seat, because he earned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he and did Chief all the good is, hunting. And Chief is in the back, and he's grumpy. Yeah, Chief's not happy. Mm-hmm. Todd sneaks over at night to see Copper, mm-hmm. which was very difficult to watch, and Copper's like, no, we're not friends, which was sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, like... I don't have a lot of notes after education elimination. Yeah, I don't have any more notes. Um, I have two more notes, but this was just this was just like a really sad scene. Yeah, and it gets Todd into trouble to the point where mm-hmm. the widow is like, "I can't keep you anymore," and mm-hmm. she takes him to the nature preserve, mm-hmm. which is where we both lost it. Yeah, yeah, you're about to lose it again, aren't you? Well, I am because like my we oh god, here we go. Um. I put my cat down like a month ago. Yeah. And so that song was really hard to... Jeez, Louise. <laughs> um, that song was really hard to... The mm-hmm. poem was really hard to watch and listen to. And like watching her say goodbye 
that Todd was just really, really hard. Um, <laughs> and I really miss my kitty cat. Oh, jeez. I knew I was going to cry while we were recording. I, we were, like, watching the thing, and I was like, we're going to talk about that song, and I'm going to cry again. Miss <laughs> um, Jade. She was a really good cat. And I miss her a lot. Um, I went to my friend's house last weekend, um, mm-hmm. and she just got a kitten. He was like three months old and was freaking cutest. And I was just, I played with him for like 40, or her for 45 minutes. She's really, yeah. She's <laughs> very, very sweet. Um, anyway, so it was a really, really sad song, poem. Um, actually, it reminded me of Superman. Um, have you seen the 79 Superman? Okay, so this movie came out in 81, Superman is 79. Mm-hmm. They're a few years apart, but there's that same sort of, like, poem, song moment. Mm-hmm. In the Superman one, Lois is, like, flying with Superman, and she has this weird, like, little poem thought process mm-hmm. that she goes through, which really, that's, like, what this mm-hmm. struck me as. Yeah. It's like, yeah, these aren't far apart. That's probably yeah. very style for the time sort of yeah. thing. And I kind of felt like we don't have the iconic songwriters yet like we we're past the sherman brothers we're not yet to make we're not to Mankin, and so there is definitely like a dip in song mm-hmm. quality as beautiful as this poem is mm-hmm. there's a definite dip in yeah. quality oh and the trouble was also so bad that chief got hit by a train oh yeah we left that <laughs> skip that part which went straight to todd um yeah chief got hit by a train and he, they definitely make it look like he died yeah i think he he was supposed to die but then we were like we i mean he dies in the books um, yeah and we're like we can't do that that's when copper's like okay todd we're not friends anymore at yeah because earlier in that chase copper had let him said i'm gonna let you go just this once yeah which yeah in the book chief gets hit by a train and dies mm-hmm. which becomes like the white whale moment mm-hmm. but yeah i like i think I, when i rewatched it i was like did chief die like what and then like he comes back a couple scenes later yeah. with a broken leg mm-hmm. and you're like oh he didn't die but like if you aren't familiar with the film like it feels like he died yeah absolutely it does and so we're out in the nature preserve oh and it- she drops him off and then it starts to rain. I know, poor thing. And he's, he's just, just trying to find shelter and he ends up um, getting yelled at by a badger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the badger. Um, and then the porcupine, Piglet, helps him out. He's like, hey, you can stay with me. <laughs> yeah, which, so he climbs a tree, um, mm-hmm. which is weird because I'm pretty sure there's only one breed of fox that can climb tree. Uh, actually, I may be wrong. There's one canine species that can climb a tree and it's named a fox but it's a canine not a vulpina hmm. anyway i only learned that like last week in a nature preserve cool. <laughs> it was fun um but so weirdly todd climbs a tree i don't know if that's a thing that all foxes can do um, it's a movie <laughs> yeah and he stays in the little hole with the porcupine and mm-hmm. then gets stabbed in the morning and freaks out poor thing yeah and Big Mama comes to see how he's doing. Yeah, and, checking in on him. And for, well, but first she goes to see her friend Vixie. Well, she thinks it's Todd. Oh, yeah. She flies up and she's like, Todd, Todd. And Vixie's like, what? <laughs> but apparently she knows Vixie, too. Yeah, yeah, she knows Vixie. Because I, I guess Mama knows the nature preserve. Yeah, I think she's everybody's Mama. Yeah. And so she then takes Vixie to meet Todd. She was like, oh, I was looking for Todd. And then she's like... Who's Todd? <laughs> He's your age. And handsome. <laughs> Have you uh, seen I Am the Night with Chris Pine? 
No. Oh, okay. But I love Chris Pine. There's a character in I Am the Night called Big Mama, who's based on the real Big Mama, who is, mm-hmm. like, an actual black woman in L.A. Mm-hmm. in the 70s? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what her family called her, with mm-hmm. Big Mama. I thought, I just, like, just now made that connection. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, hang on. <laughs> There's some similarities. Yeah. Um, anyway, you would love I Am the Night. It's about... It's, like, true crime... Kind of it's like it? it's a true it's loosely based on the memoirs of Fauna Hodel. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so like oh we're talking like Black Dahlia stuff. Uh the Black Dahlia murder is referenced, but the Black Dahlia murder is in the 30s and 40s. The 40s. Mm-hmm. This movie takes place in the 70s. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. 70s. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. Cool. Um. I don't know when I became a true crime person, but I'm a true crime person now. Have you finished BuzzFeed Unsolved True Crime? I have not, because I was, I've was i been watching it with... I'm alternating between watching it with my brother and watching X-Files with my brother. Mm. And today is his last day of school, and then I guess after that we're just going to be fighting over the Switch all summer. Yeah. And I'm going to win, because it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, you would like I Am the Night. Yeah. Um, Chris Pine is my number two. Favorite pine? Very, very close. Like, it's almost a tie for first. Your favorite pine? My favorite Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was like, is there another pine? <laughs> did I say pine? You did. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you, brain fog. It's okay. Well, at least you didn't say Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at you anymore. No, it was good. It was it a was very really funny good. moment. It was. Um, Where are we? Todd and Vixie. Todd and Vixie have an adorable meet cute mm-hmm. set up by Big Mama. Mm-hmm. And then Todd hexes it up. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm an expert fish catcher. I'm like, you've probably never fed yourself in your life. Right? Yeah. And so he hexes it up real bad and he ends up splashing her and then he ends up yelling at her. Yeah, like, I mean, she's like, she's laughing at him and he is embarrassed mm-hmm. and he lashes out. And it's unfortunate. And Big Mama's like, like hey, man up, son. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna learn a lesson on friendship right now and <laughs> relationships. And he does. He apologizes. <laughs> and yeah. they have a very cute date. Mm-hmm. This is our second, uh, couple to wander off. I guess our third couple to wander off in the night, and it's kind of like, ah, did they bang? I don't know. Did they bang? She literally was like, I want kids, and then they disappeared. So, I think we decided Lady and the Tramp didn't do it, because Lady's not that kind of dog. Maybe Mary and Robin Hood? I don't know. Maybe. They're old friends, so Mm -hmm. maybe. And now, Mm -hmm. Todd and Vixie. Mm -hmm. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I think our next one will be Simba and Nala. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah but lady and the tramp they definitely at least spent the night together yeah yeah so which we were talking we talked about this the first time we see a couple spend the night together mm-hmm. a disney couple mm-hmm. but yeah i don't think that they banged mm-hmm. but i think that todd and Vixie did okay we see the hunter come with copper and there's a no trap no hunting no trespassing sign mm-hmm. and, and it's a nature preserve mm-hmm. a game preserve yeah it's like oh well we'll see about that and he snips the wires of the fence and Get the copper through. Mm-hmm. And he's got bear traps. Yeah. So he lays down some traps there mm-hmm. to catch Todd. Mm-hmm. Todd narrowly avoids the mm-hmm. bear traps, mm-hmm. but they get chased back to their burrow, mm-hmm. he and Vixie. Um, they're, they're smoked out. Which is interesting because the first time that the hunter kills the cubs, um, the little fox mm-hmm. cubs, um, is by gassing them. So oh I was like, gosh. oh, that's like a little reference to the first time that Todd's family dies. Um, but Todd and Vixie escape anyway. Vixie does not die. Mm-hmm. Um, kits, that's what baby foxes are called. 
They're called kits. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they go on a nice chase, mm-hmm. pretty thorough chase, um, and Todd and Vixie manage to actually elude Copper. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a grizzly bear comes out, and it starts attacking Copper and Slade. And it's going to kill them because... It's a big old grizzly bear. And Slade gets caught in a bear trap. Mm-hmm. And Todd... Loses his gun. Mm-hmm. And Todd sees what's happening and is like... He hears Copper yeah. whimpering because yeah. Copper's about to get killed by the bear. Yeah. And he goes in to save it. Mm-hmm. Because he's a good boy. Yeah. And so he leads the bear away, and then they fall down the waterfall, and we only see Todd come out. Mm-hmm. Where Amos is... Where Amos Slade is waiting for him, points a gun at him, and then Copper's, like, gets between them and gives him the puppy eyes. Yeah. And the whimper. Yeah. And they don't say anything to each other. Mm-mm. They just go their separate ways. Yeah. And it's, like, basically the end of the movie. I know. It's so bittersweet. Yeah. We get a little bit of closure with our B-plot, Squeaks the caterpillar, turns into a butterfly. Yep. And now the birds don't eat him. I don't know why suddenly he's not edible as a butterfly, but he wasn't the caterpillar. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense, but it's fine. He goes away. The old widow is helping Amos recover (laughs) from his bear trap wound. (laughs) And they're a very cranky old couple. (laughs) And that's the end of the movie. We see Todd and Vixie together Mm -hmm. on a hill. Kind of watching. And we get, like, the echo of child Todd saying, Copper, we're going to be best friends forever. Yeah, friends forever. Yeah. Which is, I think, like, this is the movie that um, saved Disney um, in its time. Mm -hmm. Not that I think Disney would have went under without Mm it, Mm -hmm. um, but of this era, the 70s through the 80s. It made a lot of money. It made a lot of money, and it's kind of the only one that did. Yeah. Whatever your feelings on Black Cauldron, financially, it was a major flop. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the next, like, Fox and the Hound kind of kept mm-hmm. him afloat until yeah. after, till the Renaissance. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I like this movie a lot, despite mm-hmm. literally sobbing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've always loved, well, I've always loved foxes because of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd's a little cutie. I want a baby fox so badly with just, like, the big ears and mm-hmm. the big bushy tail and them little, like, tricky little face. God, mm-hmm. I love foxes. So good. Yeah, if you guys didn't watch this one with it, I with us, I highly recommend doing so. Mm-hmm. Have your tissues ready. Yeah, yeah, you'll probably tear up at least. It's a pretty sad scene. Mm-hmm. Certainly not gonna be the last time I cry in the film. Oh yeah, we're gonna hit some big ones. Oh yeah, in the later two thousands probably. Yeah. I don't know why those ones, but just I don't know. Yeah, Toy Story three for sure. <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking Toy Story two. I'll probably cry in Toy Story 2 mm-hmm. as well, yeah. Probably not Toy Story 1. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a cry moment no, there. No, there's not. Yeah. But. There's a whole cry song in Toy Story 2, though. You're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's the one that, like, I was I was in the Disney animation building mm-hmm. at the parks. Not, like, an animation building, but the mm-hmm. one at the parks. And where they do the mm-hmm. video projections on the wall and the animation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even in that room. I was just in the shop. But mm-hmm. that song came on, and I just, like, started crying in the shop. I was, like, holding pins, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Which is really funny, because I'm not an emotional human being. But when it comes to stories, I get real emotional. I cried three times in this latest audiobook that I just finished. Three times. <laughs> Same book. <laughs> yeah. I don't I still don't know if 
I liked it, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, I, I, there are parts of it I enjoyed. I enjoyed, like, the nostalgia of it. Mm-hmm. But it's just so, ugh, it just hurt me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. There's, I'm curious. So there's two kind of interpretations of this film. One is, like, a queer lens, and the other is, like, through a race lens. I was looking at it through a race lens. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was just curious, because I, I feel like both kind of have some, like, both communities, I guess. So, yeah. Like, both arguments hold weight. Yeah. Because it feels very much like they look different, so they can't be friends sort of thing, or they're different mm-hmm. species, they can't be friends. But then there's also, like, a lot of, like, that best friend you have in childhood that you love and care for... And maybe you don't even, like, know how you feel about them. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, he goes away to boot camp and mm-hmm. comes back and you just can't be friends. Like, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. And, like, this is 81, which is, like, AIDS crisis. And it just, like, really struck me in that way. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. And, I, I, like, the animators at Disney would have been dramatically affected by the AIDS crisis. Mm-hmm. Not, like, that's part of that community and that mm-hmm. world and... I don't know. Anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Yeah, it is. Well, it's not a super long film. It's not. Did you catch any reused animation? Um, there were some. There were some moments in like the nature preserve where there were like birds running around that I felt mm. like came from Bambi. Mm, that's possible. And the squirrel looked like it came from Sword in the Stone. Yeah, it's very possible. Both are woolly films. Mm-hmm. Blue's here. Hi, Blue, Blue, what do you have to say about the movie? Hi, puppy. Oh, hi, cutie. Well, hi. Hi. I'm not crazy about dogs looking at my face. Oh, but... yeah, she loves to lick faces. Yeah. She, but she knows, like, body language. If you look away, she yeah. won't lick your face. Yeah, she didn't. Oh, Thank you, Blue. You're so cute. You're such a good hunting dog, huh? You're such a good hunting dog. Ah, she's a nanny. Oh, who's home? She's oh, a yeah. Na- she's a nanny dog. <laughs> yeah, she is a nanny dog. All right, so with that... Um, we'll have a mini-sode for you next week. Yeah, it'll be good. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Neither do um, I. You'll be traveling. It. No, you won't be traveling yet. Mm-mm. So, mini-sode next week. And um, in the meantime, you really should join our Facebook group. I'm going to try to post more. I don't know how to, what to post, because everybody in there is like, just my friends. <laughs> um, but yeah definitely like gonna post for each episode to chat about films um and thank you guys for waiting i know this one's a little late but just i celebrated my birthday too hard sorry about (laughs) it because i'm really popular and then i had to record (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'm gonna do for me so next week but we'll pick a short what's the name of the facebook group Drawn out chats. There we um, go. Yeah, so you can go and request an edition. And you can email us um, at drawnoutcast at gmail.com. Yep, and we're on Twitter at drawnoutcast. And Instagram at drawnoutcast. Are. And you can find me at Brickamimi. I'm on the actual Twitter. Yeah. Just if you need me, hit me up there. I check it like three times a day mm-hmm. just because I can. I also check the email like three times a day for funsies. Um, yeah. <laughs> And with that, this has been a drawn out closing. This podcast is in no way affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its subsidiaries. 
The views expressed in this podcast by its hosts and its guests belong solely to those people and are not in any way representative of Disney nor any of our employers. Thanks for listening.